Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We haven't covered the news stories in a couple of days from Clarkie's Rugby League column. So we've got a couple that we're going to cover today. Uh, and then I'm going to talk to you about two guys that have popped up on Team List this week that I think are two names you should watch out for. One of them is just on an extended bench. The other one is making his debut this weekend. So we'll talk about both of those guys at the back end because I think they could both be stars in the NRL. Let's start with the news though from Clarkie's Rugby League column. Make sure you're following me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere you find your social media. Uh, Clarkie will be there putting up the news each and every day. First one, Tamari Martin. The Warriors have officially announced the signing of Tamari Martin on a three-year deal from 2023. Uh, good little signing by the Warriors. We're actually talking on Monday on Bloke and Bar about the Warriors and the direction they're going in next year. And to be honest with you, I completely forgot about a couple of their signings. I think they've really flown under the radar. We obviously know about them, but I just feel like no one's really talking about them. And I forgot about them the other day, to be fair. Guys like Dylan Walker, uh, Maratha Nekore, they're signings that I really do like. And this is another one, Tamari Martin. I think his form this year has been incredible when you consider that he's only really just come back from his injury. He's only really starting to find his feet and then he had more injuries um, this year as well. I think he was playing out of position as well. I think he's a 5'8". I don't think he's a fullback personally. Uh, but you could just see some of the touches he had at fullback, how impressive he was. He'll be so much better for the run this year. I probably don't see him getting back into this Broncos team, to be honest with you. I think Tessie knew he'll remain as the fullback. I don't see Ezra Mann dropping out of this side and I'm I'm not really sure if they're going to use him as a utility, realistically. So I'd say tomorrow Martin's played his last game for the Brisbane Broncos, but I would say that his... Um his period at the Broncos was a definite success. He got back into first grade, showed this league what he's capable of once again. I really do think at the Warriors, he could be a good get. I think next to SJ at 5'8", he'd be perfect. I know he did well at fullback, but I prefer him at 5'8". That's where I'd be playing him. So I like this one for the Warriors. We sort of knew this one was coming. We, it's been spoken about for a number of weeks, but good to see it finally confirmed. I think tomorrow will be a great signing uh, for the New Zealand Warriors next year. Now, the next one, uh, Taruva from the Penrith Panthers. He was obviously the Fiji full back a couple of weeks ago. Incredibly talented if he was at any other club. I reckon he would have already played a season or so of first grade. The Panthers have promoted Taruva into their top 30 for 2022 and re-signed him until the end of 2024. He's been playing fullback for the last couple of years, obviously. Been doing incredibly well, but Dylan Edwards, very hard to get on top of him. And realistically, you've probably got Stephen Crichton in front of him as well. So it is a tough little gig. He's moved to the centres the last few weeks in New South Wales Cup, I believe. So he is getting a little bit more versatile. So I'd like 
like to think that hopefully next year Charlie Staines will leave and this guy can be the next man up. And I'll tell you what, if you get injured, suspended, drop out of form, whatever it is at the Penrith Panthers, you do you do not want to give this kid an opportunity because he's incredibly talented. We saw what he did uh, for Fiji a couple of weeks ago and in New South Wales Cup, he's been absolutely killing it for the last year or two. So congratulations to Tariva. He's been very, very patient. And I think when he gets his opportunity, he will not look back and I think he's going to be a massive pain in the ass for someone in this Panthers squad. And it might mean that eventually... They can let go of a high-profile star with a heap of money and bring him in, and that's sort of how you can work your salary cap. Whether if it's a straight Stephen Crichton or whatever, we've heard rumours of him potentially joining Canterbury if Seraldo goes there. Um, this would relieve some of that pressure if you could bring this kid in on our basement price, and I know he's talented enough to really kill it in the NRL. So congratulations to him into the top 30. Nelson Osofa Solomona, the match review committee, considered charging Nass with a crusher, head slam, or dangerous contact on Wade Egan, but cleared him of all three. It was only minor contact. How on earth this is uh, declared as minor contact is beyond me, and how on earth you can go up for three different things and come away with no charge whatsoever is just bizarre. I don't think anyone in their right mind could watch that tackle that Nelson committed the other day and think that that is play on and sweet. I, that has blown me away, and it really does. It pushes that narrative of the top teams get a different treatment uh, because it fits the narrative of them being the top teams. You know, uh, I don't completely agree with that, but fuck, when stuff like this happens, God, it's hard to argue with. How on earth he came out of this without a charge? And how on earth Corey Waddell got five weeks for his eye gouge and Josh King got nothing? That's another one I just don't understand. Now, whose was worse? I would say Corey Waddell's was worse. Yeah, and I'm not pushing back on that. I think some people have misunderstood what I've said on social media. Um, but, I mean, as, you know, Kempe used a really good example the other day. He said, you know, is... Is Corey was Corey Waddell's five weeks worse than what Josh King did? Personally, I don't think it was. If you get your fingers near the near the eyes of players, whether you meant to do it or not, it's hard for the judiciary to work out the intent of a player when they're in a tackle. Just keep your hands away from eyes. How fucking hard is it? I can't believe Corey Waddell got five weeks and Josh King got nothing. That seems like absolute bullshit to me. Did I think Josh King deserved five weeks? Probably not. I didn't think Corey Waddell did either, to be honest with you. But when Corey Waddell gets five and Josh King gets zero for very, very similar um, things, I just that one blows me away. So I feel sorry for uh, other fans out there. I feel sorry for Bulldogs fans who are now going to be without Corey Waddell whilst the Melbourne Storm. And, you know, there's that argument as well. They've had so many injuries that has the judiciary sort of gone light on them here. I don't know, but it just, oh, I just can't even fathom how on earth they've come to this decision. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. Now, this is one that really took me by surprise. I heard the rumours and sort of thought, eh, I doubt it. I can't really see it playing out. Oliver Gildard. Uh, the Roosters have signed Oliver Gildard for the rest of the season. He will return to the Tigers from 2023. I'm hearing he will actually end up at the Dolphins. That's the rumours that I've heard that Wayne's going to bring him there. I believe he represented England with Wayne Bennett, so there's a relationship there. Interesting move to the Dolphins. Now, I don't know too much about uh, Oliver Gildard from before he got to the NRL. Obviously, he played in England for quite some time. I wonder if Trent Robinson maybe had something to do with him over there, if there's a connection there somehow. I'm not really sure, but an interesting one. I, I thought he was good in first grade. I didn't think he was great, though, to be honest with you. Um, I'm not sure if he's better than some of the other guys the Roosters have in their system. I, I've, I don't know. Considering they've got 
guys like Kevin Naguama, who's not playing, a few other fellas in this team. This one just took me by surprise. I thought that it doesn't shock me the Roosters went out and got someone um, during this period of the season, but I didn't expect it to be Gildard, even when I saw the rumours. So hopefully uh, Trent Robinson can get something out of him in the back end of the season. He showed flashes this year, yeah. He didn't really get that many opportunities for the Tigers, and I think that when he did, at times he was a bit of a scapegoat, but there definitely are some defensive um technical things there that is a little bit of a worry with him, but there was always going to be that. There's always going to be that transition from the Super League to the NRL. Um, The Roosters, if they've seen something, I'll back in Robbo on this one, but it did take me by surprise. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. Will Kennedy, he's been ruled out for the season. Devastating. Well, not for the season. Sorry, he's be, he's said to miss the regular season. So he's meant to be back come final sign, which is great for the Sharkies. Devastating to lose him at the back end when you really are fighting for um, a top four finish. But you're also, you know, because this top eight is just so close. I mean, every week you're fighting for um, a home final as well because – Realistically, any team probably outside of the Cowboys and the Panthers, they could all of a sudden find themselves in six, seven, eight over the next few weeks, depending on how it goes. This competition is just so close, and every game is so hard at the moment. Uh, so devastating for Cronulla, devastating for Will Kennedy. I think he's been fantastic this year. I've been really impressed with his footy over the last two years or so. He just keeps on getting better and better, and I feel like we're talking about him less and less. So he will be a massive loss to the Sharkies. I think he's one of those guys you probably won't realise how much he does until he's not there. I think he's really underappreciated in our game. But I'll tell you what, it does open the door for someone else. Now, I sort of assumed Lockie Miller would come in, but uh, when I had a closer look at it, and you know, you got to you got to remember that Kay Dykes has been the 18th man over the last few weeks. Then I went and had a look at a few Newtown games, and I've seen him play down there. He's very impressive, very talented. I actually. Um, I saw him playing Jersey Flegg last year. My team that I coached played at Waverley over one day and the Roosters and the Sharks were playing straight after. And I'll never forget the Roosters had a winger that day that absolutely killed it. I haven't really seen much of him since, but their fullback goes well on that day. He was unbelievable and was trying to work out who it was. Obviously didn't have the teams in front of me and whatnot. I did notice that Adam Dykes was sitting a couple of seats away from me, about 10 metres away from me. Did notice that and then sort of linked it up that it was his young bloke, Kay Dykes. I'd seen highlights of him, but it was the first time I'd seen him live. Um, very, very talented young guy. Runs a little bit like James Tedesco, sort of a tw- you know awkward sort of movement, real jerky, but really quick. Probably a little bit quicker than Teddy, I would say. And I, I don't think he's like Teddy as far as the tackle breaks and all that. But I think he's a very talented guy. Got a great pass on him as well. He's not just this sprint, you know, star um, that's just you know f- fast on his feet. He has got a bit of a skill set to him as well that he's obviously picked up of his old man. So we do. Wish Kay Dykes all the very best. We mentioned him on Bloke and a Bar at the start of the year as one of the guys to watch. Uh, and I think he's going to be one guy that could really dominate in the NRL over the next few years. So much ability. Very raw. It's going to take time. And it'll be interesting to see if Lockie Miller maybe does play before finals or not. He's 18th man this week, so I wouldn't rule it out. Uh, but I think you'll see Kay Dykes line up in the one. I think he'll do well. Uh, I think they've got a pretty good, so some pretty good matchups over the next few weeks, Cronulla. And uh, I think this is a big part of the reason why they let Luke Metcalf go, which at the time I thought was a mistake, but then the more I saw of Kay Dykes, 
the more I can sort of understand the play of letting Metcalf go. So we wish Cade Dykes all the very best this week, replacing Will Kennedy. I think he'll do well. Now, another little smoky to watch, and I don't think you'll see him at any point this year, uh, but just keep an eye on Jersey 22 for the Sydney Roos. His name is Josh Wong. I believe he's going to Scots College at the moment in the eastern suburbs. He was their SG ball captain this year. Um, an absolute freak. Was playing lock for the Roosters, but I really do think he could jump in the back row, 5'8", centre, uh, wing, fullback. I, I think this kid could play absolutely anywhere. He's been playing 13, very, very talented. Um, he's one that I'm very confident will have a big future in the NRL. Just There's just something about this kid. I, I absolutely love watching him play. He's a leader. He's tough as nails. Uh, if I had to make a really early call and a guy to play for New South Wales was in within five or six years to come from nowhere, I reckon he could be a guy. Similar to how like Liam Martin has risen through the ranks very quickly, I wouldn't be surprised to see Josh Wong race right rise through the ranks. Good God, I almost had a seizure there. Rise through the ranks very quickly. Uh, I don't know what position he's going to play for the Roosters over the next few years. He obviously can't really play 13. You've got Victor Bradley, you've got Connor Watson, these sort of guys. Back row, I don't know. I just think he'll be a bench guy for a couple of years for the Roosters, but I think he'll show a lot of experience very quickly. I think he will impress a lot of people very quickly, and I reckon over the next few years he could make a really quick rise through the NRL ranks and potentially get a rep jersey pretty soon. So keep an eye on him, Josh Wong. Uh, he's playing reserve grade for the Bears at the moment, uh, doing well there. It's the first time he's really played against grown men this year. He's always played, obviously, the younger grades and whatnot, but very, very talented, a future leader, I would suggest, at the Sydney Roosters. The future, he's a leader of their junior ranks at the moment, but I think he's got a heap of talent and one to keep an eye on. Josh Wong, uh, one to watch over the next few years. I'm going to tip that he makes his debut next year, and once he makes his debut, I don't think he'll look back. I think he'll find himself a bench spot on this Sydney Roosters team, and I think he's going to have impact on games very, very quickly. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.